Boo Things. It's your girl Rebecca, and you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. Ooh. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back. I am your bootsyful host, Rebecca. Oh, and if you're new, hi, new Boo Thing. I'm your bootsyful host, Rebecca. <laughs> so, um, this is episode eight of the Quarantine Spooky Story Special. And if you guys are on top of these quarantine specials, you'll notice that. I posted the eighth episode on the eighth day, right before the ninth day begins. I'm sorry, but today was a long day. I usually try to do these episodes in the morning to start my day off right, but today was a long day. I cleaned up the house. I went to my parents' house, ate a shit ton of food, and oh my God, this quarantine is kicking my ass My body hates me right now for all the alcohol and crappy food that I've consumed. I haven't ate this bad in so long, and my body is definitely showing it. Um, I'm trying to be good with like working out down in the basement, but it's just not the same as working out at a gym, to be honest. And I'm I'm a boxing instructor, so you know, I I mean I would prefer being at a gym. So anyway, um, after that. We went on a long walk around the lake with Loki, and he was swimming in the lake. Then when we got back to my parents' house, he was running in the backyard. And so he was exhausted. I was exhausted. Sat on the living room couch, watched Animal Kingdom for the first time, which I'm only on the second episode now, and it seems pretty good. Finn Cole's in it. If you don't know, he plays Michael in Peaky Blinders, one of my favorite shows ever. Um, If I didn't say it, Animal Kingdom's on Amazon Prime. Uh, What else? Then I watched... Uh, I watched Burt Kreischer's Netflix special. Um, I watched the newest one, Hey Big Boy, the other day. And then this one, I forgot what this one's called, but it's his other Netflix special. He's hysterical. I want to see him uh, perform. He's supposed to perform at some point this year in uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey. But I'm not really sure if that's going to happen. We'll see. I'd love to I'd love to watch him perform. He has not disappointed me yet. And then, of course, I had to end my night watching an episode of Tiger King on Netflix. And if you guys haven't seen it, it's a true crime uh, docu-series. I am a huge true crime fan. I could fall asleep watching Forensic Files, anything, murder, disappearances, uh, you name it. Um, It's interesting because I feel like a lot of people like pair up paranormal and true crime as like one thing, even though they're like completely different things. Um, But I am a huge true crime fan. So I'm curious if any of my boo things are true crime fans out there, because if you are, maybe we can do an episode of some... um, unsolved murders or some solved murders or disappearances or something if that's something you guys would be interested in as well kind of change it up a little bit on here which speaking of changing it up um on this podcast specifically this quarantine special as you notice I don't have any real themes with my special episodes just because I want you guys to have a variety you know there's so many different paranormal topics to speak about um so I don't know. I was just thinking about it and I was like, you know what? I get my stories from different sources all the time, but let me try a different source. And I, I did some research and I found some really good paranormal encounters on Buzzfeed. So pretty much, I guess, Buzzfeed, um, had an open submission for people to send in their paranormal experiences. And, um, from what I read, there were some pretty good ones. So, That's how I'm going to get my information for this episode, just to change it up. We are going to be reading 
paranormal encounters from BuzzFeed. So let's get started. One, the possessed doll. One time I woke up hearing my sister's doll say, let's play, but I blew it off. I thought maybe my dog stepped on the doll's hand and that's why I heard it. So I turned to my opposite side and woke up a few minutes later and saw a dark shadow at the foot of my bed. And when I tried to focus to see if it was my brother or mom, my bed started to shake. I literally covered my head with my blankets, told my mom the next morning, and she proceeded to place holy water next to my bed and it never happened again. Yeah, I'm, I am not a doll fan, not a doll fan. I know I've talked about this in other episodes of Just Ghoulie Things, but when I was younger, my mom had this really creepy, like Polish looking doll that she used to keep on top of one of the dressers in her room. And I swear, I swear to God, guys, when I used to sleep with my mom in her bed, sometimes I would see that doll moving in the middle of the night, like dancing on top of the drawer. And I, I don't know. Could have been my crazy imagination, but I swear I saw it. Um, We actually did an an episode of Haunted Dolls in season one, episode four, uh, called Getting All Dolled Up. You guys can check that out if you guys haven't listened to our earlier episodes. So let's get on to the next story. Two, the ghost puppy. My husband's family have always told me about their house being haunted. I have never, ever once believed any of it and just wrote it off as them being superstitious. Well, a few months back, me, my husband, and my daughter spent the night at my in-laws. I slept in my sister-in-law's room with my daughter, and my husband and his sister ended up crashing the living room after staying up watching TV. Late at night, I heard the door open and heard a little puppy feet walking in and around the room. I felt my sister-in-law's puppy tug at the blanket and heard it scratch the bed trying to jump up. I pulled the blanket away and heard him leave. I then texted my husband to come and take the dog outside because I didn't want to, I didn't want to jump on the bed and get scared or have my daughter be scared. I heard my husband walk back and forth down the hallway and then outside. He came back into the room to tell me it was already outside. I thought he was messing with me, so I just rolled my eyes and fell back asleep. When I woke up the next morning, he told me about turning off lights and finding them turned back on. I always believe there's a logical explanation for everything, but I just haven't found anything that makes more sense than the house ghost finally accepted me to the family enough to haunt me too. Okay, that's logical, you know. It's like it's like a paranormal hazing. Gotta scare the shit out of some lady with a ghost dog. All right. Three. This disappearing runner. My son was three at the time, and we were walking through the flower garden in my city's historical park. It had this sort of flower maze, and and throughout the walk, I reminded him to stay on the path so the flowers wouldn't get trampled on. He stopped dead in his tracks and asked in a very confused voice, Then why is that man running through them into the woods? When I asked him where that man was, he became very uncomfortable and begged me to carry him to the car so he could leave and refused to talk to to us any more about what he had seen. He's 11 now and still gets uneasy when I bring it up or offer to go back to that particular part of the park. Oh, the fact that he's 11 now and is still traumatized by the experience. Mm-mm-mm. And why was a random man running through the woods that you couldn't see? Mm-mm-mm. I don't like that one bit. All right. Four, the shadow people. I still remember this clearest day. When I was three, I got up in the middle of the night to sleep in my mom's bed. As I crawled in next to her, I looked towards the foot of her bed. 
there stood the silhouettes of two grown men. I had, it had one had glowing red eyes and the other had glowing yellow eyes. Both just stood there and stared at me. I assumed I was just seeing things and rubbed my eyes repeatedly, but they were still there. I begged my mom to wake up and look, but she kept her eyes closed and kept telling me it was just a dream. She remembers this too. She says at first she was just groggy and really thought I was dreaming, but after I kept waking her up, she realized how serious I was and was too afraid to look. Finally, in sheer terror, I got up and ran back to my bedroom. Years later, we looked it up. Apparently, these are commonly seen paranormal entity known as shadow people, silhouettes with glowing red or yellow eyes. Still chills my mom and I to the bone. Hmm, interesting. And and I feel like people don't understand that shadow people are different from like ghosts and spirits. And I feel like I feel like I should do an episode of one of our quarantine specials and take some time in the beginning to like establish differences because I do feel like people don't know there is different terminology for different energies that are in this world. And I feel like I need to kind of spruce up my knowledge as well because I don't know everything. I am not a paranormal expert. I'm definitely more, I I definitely know my stuff a lot better than most people do, especially those that don't really read stories like I do and do my research. But there are people that are a lot smarter than me as well in this field. So Um, next, story number five, the grabbing. When my boyfriend was a teenager, he went to a party across the street at one of his neighbor's houses. His parents and siblings stayed, but he headed home early to go to sleep since he was tired. He climbed into bed, door closed, lights off. But just when he was about to doze off, someone or something grabbed his ankles. He said he felt it clear as day, like it wasn't a light touch. Something had grabbed him. So, of course, he jumped out of bed, turned on the lights, but no one was there. He thought maybe his brother or sister had come home to prank him, but he looked everywhere, under the bed, in the closet, the rest of the house, etc., and couldn't find anyone hiding anywhere. And there was no way someone could have even had time to hide since he had gotten up so quickly. He was so scared, he ran across the street, back to the party, and ended up sleeping in his parents' room that night. (laughs) I don't blame him. I have never been grabbed knock on wood in any of my experiences and for a spirit to physically be able to grab something or someone takes a lot of energy and I feel like when they start trying to grab you unless it's trying to pull you off of a fucking road or pulling you back from like falling off a bridge or something like that usually when they grab you it seems more negative and malicious so Good thing to go right back to your parents' room. (laughs) All right. Story number six, the argument. Let me start by stating that I don't, have never, and likely never will believe in the supernatural in any way. If the following didn't convince me, I shuddered to think what could. I was about 19 in college, but living with my mom and massively superstitious Hungarian gran. We all got along well, save the occasional annoyances three adults will inevitably have, but nothing major. We moved into a new place, an older house with lots of creeks and grounds. We started jokingly referring to our new invisible housemate, Georgie, saying he didn't like to have three sassy, headstrong ladies all up in his house. One evening, all three of us were just super cranky, snarking at each other over nothing, etc. 
As is wont to happen in such nonsensical arguments, my grand snapped off something at my mom that just hit her the wrong way. She shouted back. I shouted at her not to talk to my mom that way. Irony. (laughs) And things rapidly spiraled into screaming, tears. It was bad. Fuck all these housewife shows. Y'all need your own reality show. (laughs) Back to the story. There was, in the center of our dining room table, an enormous plant in a huge ceramic pot. The table itself was super big, old, and solid. As the argument escalated, there was a sound like an explosion, and Georgie decided he had have an... He had an... an uh, la, la. I can't talk today, guys. It is 11.43 at night, and I'm recording this, so please don't mind me. <laughs> As the argument escalated, there was a sound like an explosion, and Georgie decided he had had enough caterwauling and chucked that big-ass, heavy-ass plant and pot right the fuck off the middle easily two, two and a half feet from the edge of that solid, sturdy wood table, may I add, and it absolutely shattered into a bazillion tiny shards. There was no one and there was no one anywhere near the table, and even had there been, there's no way we could have just bumped into it or in any other way possibly accidentally jostled that sixty pound thing onto the ground. Yeah. That was the spirit's way of just saying, shut the fuck up. Y'all are petty as hell. Stop arguing. I'm tired of your shit. <laughs> I actually, I don't even feel bad in that situation. I am team ghost in this, in this situation. Sorry, guys. Not sorry. All right. Story number seven. The eye. One time I was lying in bed and it was about 1 a.m. I heard someone walking down the hallway right outside my room and then my door started to creak open. I thought it was my stepfather since he usually messes with me like that and the door stopped after a couple inches. Through the crack, I could see an eye staring right back at me. I shouted to him that I could see him and thought at that point he would give up messing with me. After that, the door slammed shut and there were loud footsteps down the hall, the opposite way of my parents' room. When I went out in the hall to see why he was acting so weird, I saw my parents' door was closed and my parents were dead asleep. When I asked about it in the morning, they checked the cameras we kept in the hall and the data from the night before was completely corrupted. Nope. 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 I don't like that one bit. When ghosts start messing with the electronic and technology, that's when you know it's a strong-ass spirit. And imagine just seeing a stray eye, thinking it's your parents, then realizing it's not like, whose eye did you see? Ah, That one gave me the chills. That's so creepy. Okay. Number eight, the ghost hunters. I went ghost hunting with my ex-boyfriend and two of his friends at the West Virginia State Prison last summer. We were on the solitary floor in the cell of one of the most brutal killers the prison held. My ex was holding a tape recorder and I was holding an EMF detector, which only seemed to light up when I asked the questions. My friend asked the ghost, do you like the pretty girl who's asking you the questions? (laughs) And the EMF detector flashed bright red for a few seconds. After a few more minutes of questioning, we asked the spirit if it wanted us to leave. Once we left the cell, we replayed the tape recorder, and after the question about us leaving was posed, you can hear a faint, yeah, good night. (laughs) Okay. All right. I am team ghost in a lot of these stories I'm realizing. And let me tell you, I haven't read all these stories through. I'm reading them aloud with you guys. So it seems that... You guys are out there most likely late at night, probably trespassing. I'm assuming. I'm not a thousand percent sure. Don't know. 
And you guys are just asking a bunch of questions, maybe provoking the spirit one way or another. And this ghost is just like, yeah, good night. Even I need to sleep. All right. I need the same eight hours as you guys. All right. Don't bother with me with this shit. You came into my house. I just want some peace and quiet. I don't go over to your house and start booing and provoking you. Let me sleep. Thanks. (laughs) This ghost has seen enough shit. He's like, I was dealing with you humans when I was alive. I didn't think I have to deal with you now. Just let me rest. Goodbye. All right. Story number nine. The Haunted Clock. Our family made an annual tradition of attending a pre-Christmas event held at a local church. It was a cross between a craft fair and a garage sale. One section was dubbed the Nostalgia Room, where antiques were sold, and it was there that we bought a small wall-hanging grandfather clock. This clock was haunted. My dad would forget to rewind it, but it would still chime on the correct hour, even when the hands and pendulum had stopped. Lights flickered at random times and turned on in the middle of the night while the switches remained in the off position. We moved out of state, unrelated to the spookiness, and brought the clock with us. What could possibly go wrong? One night, my sister and I were alone in the new house while my parents were out of state on business. We were watching a scary movie, and that damn clock chimed, effectively spooking us. We took it off the wall, into the garage, and smashed it into pieces with a hammer. That could either go really good or really bad. Just saying. Flash forward to hours later that night when we were falling asleep only to hear the now smashed clock chiming continuously from the garage. We opened the door and stared in horror as a pile of glass and gears as it continued to chime. We swept the mess into a garbage bag, drove to the nearest church, found the dumpster and disposed of the haunted remains. I positively believe in the paranormal and to this day clock still creeps me out. That is fucking wild. And we actually did an episode on haunted items. Let me look up the name of this. Um, It is, I'm pretty sure it was season, I'm pretty sure it was season two. But let me see. We have so many episodes, guys, so don't blame me. Let's see. Um, what the heck? I have to find it here. Ah, okay. It was from season one. I'm sorry. It's episode 14, Haunted Balloons and Plastic Wrap, where we pretty much talk about how any item can be haunted or possessed by something. All right. Our final story for today is called The Hand. I grew up in rural Minnesota, and because we were teenagers, and it's easy to trespass at night when you live in a small town, and all your neighbors know you, my brother and cousins and I drove to an old barn when it was dark. My cousins were too scared, so they stayed in the car, but my brother and I went inside. I was standing near an old water trough and felt a hand on my shoulder. I said, Ben, I told you not to try to scare me. And from way across the barn, I heard Ben say, I wasn't. And out of the corner of my eye, I saw a white hand, clear as day, on my left shoulder. I started screaming, and we both ran to the car and drove away as fast as we could. Ah! Okay. 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 These are really good stories. BuzzFeed, I am really impressed with what you have here. 
and do have a few others, but I only do 12, uh, 10 stories a day. So maybe I'll leave these stories for not next episode, a few episodes from now, change it up for you guys, because this is a special, you don't know what you're going to get, but you get what you get and you don't get upset, right? <laughs> so this concludes episode eight of the quarantine spooky story special. I know it's a little short. I am so, so sorry for this today, guys. I just want to get this out before Friday comes, which is happening in eight minutes. I want something for you guys to listen to for Thursday. Um, so Friday, tomorrow, we're going to have a little longer content, um, a little more dialogue in between that, because I know you guys like to hear my opinion as well. If you guys don't like to hear my opinion, you can tell me that too. I, I don't take it personal. I, I like I like criticism when it's met in a non-malicious way so it helps me build my podcast even more so again thank you so much boo things for listening to just cool things podcast all the social media instagram just cool things podcast my personal page at rebecca ruber our Facebook page just cool things podcast our private Facebook group just cool things podcast group if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on the show Email us at justghoulythingspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to donate to Patreon and rate us five stars and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, Boo Things, and I will talk to you later. Oh, wait, and screenshot our, uh, our podcast wherever you listen to this and post it on your story. Tweet us, Facebook message about us, do whatever you can. Send it to a friend, send it to a group chat, send it to an ex, send it to a side chick. I don't care what you do. Get our name out there. All right, boo things. Talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye.